0: The Chris and Amy Show, sponsored by Summer at SLU. Find your kids' best summer yet at St. Louis University. Time to rewind. It's the Chris and Amy Rewind
1: Recap. Amy, you know opening day is coming up, right?
2: I'm so excited.
1: Guess what else is coming up?
2: Kegs and eggs, baby. Kegs
1: and eggs. Thursday, April 4th from 10 until 2 on the uh, downtown opener, we happen, it happens all the time. Market and Walnut every single year, right there on 7th Street between Market and Walnut. Tickets are on sale now for KMOX's kegs and eggs. It is an opening day tradition that we have had forever, uh, presented by Budweiser.
3: April 4th okay.
1: tickets go to KMOX.com slash events and you can get in.
2: Are people going to be able to see us at Kegs and Eggs?
1: Um, probably. We'll probably do the show there like we always do.
2: That's what a great incentive. Like as if you needed more reasons to go to Kegs and Eggs. I know, right? You could meet us.
1: It's pretty awesome, I think. So... It's from eleven to two, but you can get an early entry ticket that'll get you in at ten o'clock if you want to be in the uh, the VIP section. So just go to KMOX.com slash events and get your tickets. It will sell out. That's um that's happening. So it always does. Yeah. Sugar fire food will be there. hmm Um some Cardinals alum usually stop by. Last year Ozzy
2: came by. Yep. It
1: was awesome. Looking forward to it. There'll be giveaways also. A lot of fun. So be there. Kegs hey, and eggs, April Fourth.
2: Speaking of giveaways, are we giving away James Taylor tickets?
1: Bro, how'd you know?
2: Well, yesterday I had
1: a yesterday, David and Lake St. Louis won tickets to see James Taylor. We're gonna give away tickets today before the show is over. So you'll need have to be listening telling, for your chance to win.
2: Have you been telling people like we should have said, we're giving away Taylor tickets?
1: No, well, okay, I'm not going to mislead people.
2: I'm not okay.
1: doing that.
2: Well, it's not misleading. It Taylor, is. James Taylor.
1: Because people would oh, say. Oh, like there's
2: another Taylor out there.
1: They would say, you know what you're doing.
2: Well, listen, there's no such thing as bad publicity.
1: Yeah, there is actually.
2: What if we gave away a ton of tickets to see Taylor and then people showed up?
1: And, and it, it was James the, Taylor. Well, James Taylor fans would be very happy. 16-year-old so girls would not be. And I would not be happy either. I thought, <laughs> I honestly, when we were given, I would rather see Taylor Swift than James Taylor.
2: No. Yeah, I would. I would rather see James Taylor. I'm all for this contest. Well, it's and because I bet you're 85 years in. 40
1: year old in a 40-year-old body. That's why you want to see him. I thought he was dead.
2: Oh, get serious. I'm serious. No, we gave away tickets.
1: We've given away James Taylor tickets all week. When I found out about it, I'm like, oh, really? He's too. I thought he was gone.
2: Listen, listen. I understand that with the Barry Manilow tickets. I get that. But Barry Manilow and James Taylor are two totally different generations, basically, in my head. You say so.
1: Anyway. You know who's not dead? Hollywood Casino Amphitheater, June 6th. And we will give away tickets before the show is over.
2: Yeah. Sorry. My headset fell off. You okay? <laughs> yeah.
1: Amy's struggling. She's broadcasting from home. She's struggling.
2: I know. My brain's a little foggy. I will say, when you are sick, and then you get better, and you're on your way out of the, the cave, it does feel like, when you're in the cave, that you'll never get out of it. This is your new reality. I know what you mean. This is your new life. Yep. Like, the world has stopped, and your new existence is in your bedroom. Yep. And... Nothing else is happening. You're just, I don't know, a lump on a log.
1: That's right. That's exactly what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Hey, so I talked to Hancock and Kelly when the show started um, before you joined us this morning about the primary in South Carolina, which is tomorrow. And by all accounts, by all indications, it looks like Nikki Haley is going to lose pretty badly to uh, former President Trump.
2: Mm.
0: What are you, I,
1: I know she said she's sticking in it until the very end. I don't know what the very end is, I guess until when they decide um when they officially nominate him, but I in in your opinion, does this do anything for her long-term political career?
2: Um you know, I don't I don't think it hurts it. You know, will she launch a presidential campaign in 4 years if she doesn't win this year? Um maybe. Uh, I would think I think that she would be a great candidate. I don't know what the Republican Party looks like in four years. I don't know if in four years the Republican Party reverts back to its more conservative principles or if it is unrecognizable to the point that Republican Party seems to be a misnomer at that point. I don't know because of the populist tendencies, because of the lack of any fiscal uh, concern when it comes to being more conservative. So I'm not sure what it looks like. I will say, you know how we were looking at all the stuff with Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, okay. And I look at the Republican Party and I do feel like they have completely, completely bungled the Dobbs decision overturning Roe they wanted the Republican Party wanted Roe overturned for decades it's what they ran on and suddenly they are the dog that caught the car they don't know what to do I've never seen a more disorganized response to getting what you had pushed for for so many years I think the messaging the messaging for the Republican Party for those who are pro-life has been absolutely disastrous and When you look at that, you look at the fawning over Trump. You look at the immigration bill that Republicans did not press, did not pass because they thought it didn't do enough. Um, And they didn't want it to be passed under Joe Biden, which to me are two different points. It's either enough and you want it passed or it's not enough and Joe Biden can pass it anyway. At any rate, I think, okay where am i who am i represented by well it's not the democrats because i also see some of the more further left policies and i do i know you don't like the word culture war Ranj, but i do think there are parts of our culture that are being reshaped the values and the virtues that we need to look at and see how that affects policy so i'm not a democrat i feel completely unrepresented at this point I don't like a lot of the language that's being used by Republicans when it comes to the border. But I also do think it's a crisis and I think it's dangerous having all of these people from all over the world pour through our southern border. We looked at, you know, the 60 Minutes special on those from China who are getting through the border. But I don't know where I belong politically right now.
1: Yeah. And, you know, regarding the border, um, it's just if it is such a serious problem as... As the Republicans have made it a central focus of their um, their campaigns,
2: mm-hmm.
1: especially campaigns against, dem- against Democrats, it, I would say it's probably number one, right? It's been number one for the last several months. If it is so important, get that bill passed because it does right. have bipartisan support. So it it's clear and obvious that it is not really that important to them in as much as it is a campaign campaign. Um, Platform for them. That's Mm -hmm. all. That's what it's about for them. It's not really about solving it, because if it were about solving it, knowing there is bipartisan support, knowing that if it went to vote in the House, it would pass because Republicans in the House want it too, then I think that you've all you've done is completely ruin your credibility on the issue. Mm -hmm. So you you either think it's important or you don't, because this the bill has Republican asks in it. It has conservative planks in it it's a lot of them more than than have ever been close to being passed in in decades so pass the damn thing if it if it is so important to you pass it but and and then say I we don't want the other guy to have a win well then it's not that important to you Hmm. if it's all about not letting the other side have a win then clearly the issue is not important enough
2: you know and this is also a side note. I feel like I'm on a ranch right now for the GOP. And I think I just feel frustrated because I'm, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not progressive. I'm not on the left. Yeah. But we know how we were talking about the right and its weird obsession with Putin. Like Tucker Carlson going to Russia and saying Moscow is a better city than any American city and praising the shopping carts that have coins so that you don't steal the shopping carts in the subway system. Did you see what John Stewart, his monologue on that? He made such a great point. He said for years the the war was between communism and capitalism, between communism and capitalism. But now to the right, the war is between the woke and the unwoke. Yeah. And in the war of the woke and the unwoke, Vladimir Putin is an ally of the right when it comes to woke and unwoke. And oh, sorry, he's a murderous war criminal and a dictator, but he's an ally of the right. And that's why you have people like Tucker Carlson trying to make Russia and Vladimir Putin seem like an ally that was so spot on and explained this weird obsession with the right
1: and Tucker is doing it to great effect for himself it's it's personally very lucrative for him doesn't help anybody else but it's good for him
2: and I say this on the two year anniversary of the war in Ukraine today
1: yeah it has been two years it it feels like it um Mm. it's amazing
0: Comes up with a big time save. Now Vasilev, come on! Tim Parker! City
1: League! City SC won its first game of 2024. And that was a CONCACAF Champions Cup game. But now the MLS season starts, and that'll be tomorrow. Uh, The coverage we have on Y98, our sister station, will begin at 6.30 tomorrow as City SC gets back to MLS action. And to talk about that with us on the Quiver River Electric guest line is Dale Schilley. You heard him in that call, along with Joey Zanaboni. He's on that radio call. What's up, Dale? You ready for soccer? More soccer, I I should say?
3: I'm ready for soccer, but you heard more of Joey than you heard of me, but that's
1: all right. <laughs> you're, I mean, you're in there. You're in there just a little bit. So uh a bit, yeah. they're gonna play point- hey, yeah, go ahead, Amy.
2: I was just gonna say, before you bring up the game, Ronj, and you may believe may think that this is true too. Dale, the break that was between the second to last soccer game of the season and the final regular season Five game, days. that weird break, was that was that longer than the actual off season for MLS?
0: Let
3: me see. You mean the, <laughs> get the break after the, <laughs> it felt like it. <laughs> no,
2: remember that in the middle, right before the last game of oh, the yeah. season? Yeah,
3: yeah. There was
2: that giant yeah. break. Was that longer yeah. than the off season? I think it might be. It was,
3: it was not, but it felt like it. <laughs> it Cause we are in the middle of, middle of the routine. And all of a sudden you you stop playing and, yeah, you twiddle your thumbs for a little bit. But, yeah, not quite the same, but it felt like it.
1: It, it is such a short offseason. It almost seemed like there's no way these guys are going to be ready to go, had enough rest or whatever. But they're soccer players. They're in great shape.
3: Yeah, yeah, it, it's really short. I mean, I, I don't know the exact date. I didn't look, but early, mid-November, I think early November. Uh, so then you have November, December, uh, you know, Christmas is in there. So a lot of family stuff and travel for the, for the players and early January, they were reporting to do their physicals back in the complex. So really quick turnaround. So how
1: good is this team compared to what we saw last year?
3: It's very similar to the team we saw last year. We've added some pieces. <clears throat> we've added some pieces. Um, you know, three of them started or three of them had an impact the other night. Two of them started the right back. Thomas Totland started, a center midfield player, Chris Durkin, started, and then Jose Kojima uh, came in the game and scored in the 90th minute to, to help us get the win.
2: You know, I was looking at uh, the story recently by Ben Fredrickson about Lutz Fanisteel and how he is staying with City this year, but. That he received offers from around the world, including Saudi Arabia, which you would assume that they were throwing a lot, of, a lot money of money his way. A lot of money. We don't know the details, but you would assume. And the fact that he's staying here in St. Louis with City, I think, speaks volumes to this organization. But what are your thoughts on that, on Lutz being wooed by other clubs from around the world?
3: Well, I can tell you firsthand that he's connected with people around the world, so it doesn't it doesn't surprise me. Uh, not to mention, you know that he's good at his job and and knows you know where he's headed and has an idea of where he's going and and uh, how to build a team and how to put good people in in positions and and all that sort of thing. So. You know, I think when you add the, the the combination that he's good at his job and he's connected all over the place. I can tell you firsthand as a as an academy director, I may be out in California doing games and, and working with, with one of our teams and Lutz will call me during the middle of a game and say, One of my friends is watching and he doesn't like this or he doesn't like that. So <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes it's good to be connected with Luth, and sometimes you have to wonder <laughs> where is he? Does he have a drone over us and he's watching what's happening here?
1: Well, uh, I don't. That that's like that. Big Brother's watching you, man. That is. That is. So, um, the rest of the league. We we know how things ended up at the toward the end of the season. Off to a terrific start last year. Um, end of the year, not quite as good. There were periods uh, throughout the season. It was a little bit up and down, as you can expect from a lot of teams. But um, how good is City compared to the rest of the league? And are we talking about a probable playoff team again?
3: Yeah, I would say if we're if we're not in the playoffs, we'll be really disappointed. Um, the hope I would think is that we can finish in the top four and host the first round of the playoffs. Again, the, the, the team is better than a year ago. Uh, they've added pieces that, are that, that fill some of the weak points that we had a year ago in terms of ball possession and, and being able to create chances in possession. Um, the question is, have we improved enough in comparison to the other teams in the conference? You know, in, in the soccer world, there's so many players that come from overseas and they come from, you know, different countries and different levels. And they may be the best player on a second or third division team, but they're still very good players. Uh, it's really hard to know exactly what you have until you watch them compete in the league. A lot of the teams have splashed a lot of money from our conference on players, but Lutz has always been able to find guys that can get it done without having to break the bank. And, uh, you know, I would assume that we're going to compete as we did last year, certainly for a top-four spot.
2: When you look at this first game coming up, tomorrow uh what do you expect to see from the team does it take a few a few games to get back into a rhythm do you imagine that the roster is going to come out firing
3: yeah i mean you know first it's a, it's a little strange so just so people understand that we had a game the other night on tuesday night versus houston we won two to one that was in a competition called the Concacaf champions cup which is a regional event that includes the top teams from North America, Central America, and the Caribbean. This Saturday, and it has no effect on the league, this Saturday is our first league game, so our first MLS league game. And yeah, you know, to answer your question, I think um, we, we pride ourselves on our hard work and our energy level and our ability to get in and disrupt teams in possession. Uh, and so that takes a little bit less time to come together. So just as we saw the other night, we created four or five really good goal scoring opportunities. The score could have been worse, uh, but the goalkeeper for Houston had a really good night. Um, so tonight should be a, a similar affair from an effort and, uh, and disruption perspective. I think that Real Salt Lake we play on Saturday is a little bit better on the ball. They have more, Top-line players, Uh, Houston had some injuries. Uh, Real Salt Lake's players are all healthy, Uh, so I think it's going to be a bigger challenge, but it should be an exciting game, a really good game. Uh, Real Salt Lake just lost to Lionel Messi and Miami on Wednesday night down in Miami, Uh, so both of us had midweek games, so we should have the same wear on our legs. Should be a really good one.
1: Yeah and after this Saturday you you were talking about Concacaf um the second mm-hmm. leg of the the aggregate against Houston will be on Tuesday. So and that's a, that's a that's late right. game too. It's a 9:30 yeah. game. Oh, yeah. That's pretty yeah.
3: late. Yeah, late. Anyway, late games mean late return. Tomorrow
1: 6:30 the broadcast begins on Y98. It is City SC against Real Salt Lake. The MLS season begins tomorrow here in St. Louis. Dale Shilly, good to talk to you. We'll talk again down the road. Thank you. That is Dale Shilly. You'll hear him on the call with Joey Zanaboni again. Y98, soccer. It happens tomorrow here in St. Louis at City Park. That's Amy Marks-Cores. I'm Chris Ranji on KMOX. All stations, this is
3: uh, Mission Director on IM1. We're evaluating uh, how we can refine that signal and uh, dial in the pointing for our dishes. What we can confirm, without a doubt, as our equipment is on the surface of the moon and we are transmitting so congratulations i am team we'll see how much more we can get from that
1: one small step for man huh
2: one giant leap for odysseus
1: Yeah, it's on the moon, and it was unmanned, and it is historic that it happened yesterday. Um, For the first time in 50 years, we have landed something on the moon. Apollo 17 was the last time we went there back in December of 1972.
2: See, I didn't realize that it had been over 50 years since we landed anything. I thought it was just over 50 years since we had put people on the moon. I thought certainly we had thrown a few things up there.
1: We've sent a lot of things out into space, a lot of probes
2: and I know, we went to Mars, we sent, you know, a camera to Mars, probes to Mars. I just in my head, I assumed we had we had launched a thing or two that landed on the moon since the Apollo missions, but we haven't. That blows my mind.
1: And it's the first time that a private company, and this is Houston based uh, Intuitive Machines Mm -hmm. Uh, finds its way to the moon so it I I mean it's I think anything with space and as a child I was very much interested in this in space shuttles in all of that and I even remember when you know when the Challenger exploded I was in third grade I believe yeah I think it was in third grade and that that hit me kind of hard you know you're you're young you don't really understand what's going on and um everybody was following that one because they put the teacher on board and so it just felt very close to home in a way. So I was always really interested in the in the space program, but I'm like you, it just seemed like there would have been something in the last 50 years to go there.
2: Yeah. No, and so I don't remember the Challenger explosion at all. I mean, I was 3, so I don't remember it happening. I think my first real news the first real newsy event that i remember was the gulf war yeah. i was in kindergarten going into first grade and i remember that um but as far as going back to space i don't remember the challenger i do remember the columbia and oh, yeah i was 19 at the time maybe i just turned 20 but that one really upset me like that one was very moving to me in that way like you said with the challenger the way it really rocked the nation um the columbia was just uh, i i don't know i mean obviously death is is always tragic but yeah just it's easy to take for granted that oh yeah we can go up into space we can launch something to the moon and it's not a guarantee at all it's still very very risky
1: no it, it totally is but I think there's a lot of value in it if you believe in the idea of at some point in human history and it, it's gonna be so I I mean we're talking probably hundreds of years before it would ever actually happen where we have to colonize where we ha- we have to find <laughs> a way to live somewhere else like interstellar know? yeah I and I don't think that's totally out of the realm of possibility Mars would be difficult but Um, you know, the moon being close like it is, I guess I could figure something out. And that's the whole purpose of doing something. I
2: mean, I guess, but we can't even live in Greenland, really, or Antarctica. You know, we're struggling here.
1: Well, that's why I say it would be, you know, we'd have to be so technologically advanced, so far past where we are right now, that maybe that's a, a reality.
2: I'm glad that's not my lifetime.
1: Yeah, you don't want that. You should watch the show The Expanse. I don't think you would like it but you should mm-hmm. watch it anyway because it's it's about that. It's several hundred years, maybe thousands, I'm not exactly sure, where we have colonized the moon, we've colonized Mars, and people who live in on different, uh, you know, those places, they, they look at each other in the same mm-hmm. way that people from different parts of this country look at one another. It's really interesting, just kind of uh, the politics of it. Yeah. That it would expand like all oh, those people live on the moon. They're weirdos. We hate the Martians now, but they're all humans. It's just a, it's, it's, it's really interesting to think of it like that.
2: Yeah. Like New York, the way New York views Missouri, probably, or something like that. Or the way Missouri
1: uh, sees Chicago.
2: Yeah. That's true. This, that reminds me of something that I did read, though. It was a, a conglomeration, this collection of the best worst reviews for national parks and because we were talking about living on the moon um, there were some funny reviews on yelp and on google reviews for death valley so for instance andy hobbs five years ago on google reviews wrote of death valley a giant litter box not a fan of finding nothing in the middle of nowhere it's like visiting a giant litter box another guy asher allen (laughs) wrote of death valley such a long lonely drive and when you get there it looks as dead as the surface of the moon but hey you come all that way to say you stood under sea level woohoo <laughs> and it's just like this whole list of national parks here's one i think you'll like the grand canyon it's too big no plants no life it's like a picture of death also my wife decided to divorce me while we were there <laughs> <laughs> but anyway this is just... What's
1: the the Gateway Arch is a national park? Oh,
2: it is. National Um, Monument. Do (laughs) they have any for
1: for the Gateway Arch?
2: Um, Here's one for Joshua Tree. It's just a pile of rocks scattered around the dirt with random scraggly cactuses in the way of scenery. (laughs) (laughs) Um, White sands. National Park. Too much sand. It was too sandy. And they gave me a ticket for going 30 miles per hour in a 10 mile per hour zone. Pathetic. This is a negative 10 out of 10. Never going back. They should have made a water park out of this. <laughs> did it anyway?
1: Didn't Saint the the Saint the Arch grounds? Um, uh-huh. Did it not get a? a there was some list. I, I you know what? We're playing this game of uh, didn't this happen? But I I swear there was some sort of ranking of the national parks and the Arch grounds was prominently featured in it i I mean we are a
2: national park yeah it's not the the gateway arch is not what you picture when you think of a national park because most people i think think of uh, like yosemite or yellowstone or rocky mountain national park acadia but yeah the, the it's a city park it's a national park in a city which is unusual and
1: by the way going back to the moon this this Mm -hmm. lunar landing that we just had there is we got a text message to 314-436-7900 that reminds us there is a a person who was working on mission control who is Mm -hmm. from st louis named matthew klosterman and he is a propulsion engineer there with uh with intuitive machines so I mean, we, should find, uh, we should find Matt. We should get well, Matt there, Klosterman on.
2: There was also the astronaut that went up to the International International Space Station, I believe, The when the two guys were sent up in the pod.
1: Uh, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Amy. That, that guy was from St. Louis. What?
1: Don't you think that you are now... It, it's time for you to buy some new shoes, don't you think?
2: Okay. This is... This is upsetting. I'm just going to set it up here, and you've got the audio. Yeah. This is actually Fox News. Actually, Fox News. What was the the gold high top sneakers that Donald Trump debuted?
1: Yeah, at a sneaker t- convention um, mm-hmm. a few days ago.
2: Yeah, Pretty ridiculous. These gold F- high top 399.
1: sneakers. Ninety nine. You can buy them for three ninety nine.
2: This is an actual Fox News segment here. Because even
1: the sneaker thing I was on social media last night very interesting as you see
0: black support eroding from Joe Biden this is connecting with black America because they love sneakers they're into sneakers they love the you know this is a big deal certainly
1: in in the inner city. so when you have Trump roll out his sneaker line, they're like, "Wait a minute, this is cool he's reaching them on a level that defies and is above politics. the culture always trumps politics and trump understands culture like no politician i've ever seen
2: question for you on that point though yeah will the people that are excited about the sneakers and excited about donald trump will that translate into them going out and voting for donald
1: trump well, anybody willing to put 400 bucks down for a pair of sneakers yeah i think that's commitment and love
2: Eef. i'm Oof. i watched Eef. that twice Raj, because i thought this can't be real. They could not have aired that. They could not have aired it and taken it as analysis without pushing back and saying, wow.
1: So his that his, seems his premise is black people are going to vote for Donald Trump because they love shoes. That's what he just said. That's
2: it's so I,
1: I mean, that's, ignorant, uh, dude,
2: and dude. uncomfortably. Ugh. ignorant and oh, I, I'm that's, struggling to find words here I, because it's.
1: But uh, no, I'll tell you what the words are. There are, there are people who believe what he just said. He's that guy is not alone. And there, there are a lot of people that were listening to that segment. I guarantee you, as it was happening live thinking, Oh yeah, that's a really good point. That's a good point. And what a really weird twisted place for your head to be to say that or to think I mean to think it first of all but then to say it out loud on on television where you when you know a lot of people are watching I think that's like it's I want to say it's unbelievable but it's really not because there are people like that
2: yeah and I think it is more and more widespread among the the Republican Party again, and I think that's why I get so frustrated, because I'm watching a segment like that and thinking, oh, my gosh, is he speaking to the majority of Republican voters? I would certainly hope not. I would hope that he is derided for that type of commentary. And then at the same time, then I go over to some of the Democratic side, and honestly, too, that there have been some bad moments from democrats as well i think uh talking to black voters as if they're a monolith right like oh this is how black voters think that's that that's dehumanizing every individual voter is a voter and there are certain things that you can value in a community but you're still making individual decisions and i think democrats will play into that group think as well in in a in an offensive way but this was just I I saw this and and I could not believe that it passed as commentary when it's really just ignorance
1: that's Amy Marks I'm Chris Ranji. hey we've been telling you all week long we've given away tickets to see James Taylor and here is your last chance to win Caller number six to our contest line, 314-955-1120. You'll get to see James Taylor. You get a pair of seats at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater on June 6th. And tickets are on sale now to see James Taylor as well. So best of luck to you, 314-955-1120. Caller number six. It's the Chris and Amy Show on KMOX. Hey, Rosie from Sweet. St. Louis, congratulations, was uh, the winner today and is going to see James Taylor at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater on June 6th, so uh, enjoy it, and uh, you know, I, I, he's alive still. James Taylor is alive. Amy, I swear, I thought I, I thought knew he was you. Not.
2: I knew he was thriving. I knew he was thriving.
1: I, you know what I think I um I got him mixed up with Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> I Is think Jimmy that's what Buffett's it, still alive? No, he just passed like three, four months ago. Remember the whole thing we'd, oh,
2: we that's right.
1: Yeah, it was recent. That's
2: right. He did. Um there was also another pretty famous um singer who died like a few years ago this is turning into terrible radio i can't remember his name <laughs> i'm done i'm stopping anyway okay. james taylor is very much alive very much alive ron you have an update for you okay you know how i'm the assistant to the assistant coach of oh. the incarnate word Fifth oh, yeah. boys are they basketball still rolling team? without you uh they are they are so the o and 12 eagles uh, went to the playoffs. How, you asked? Uh, you have to register. You register for the playoffs. Right. Anybody That's can get works. in. That's how it works with It's CYC. called an open. Is it? All I know is that yeah. they signed up. And here's what can happen. If you sign up, anything can happen. Miracles can happen. And the 0-12 Eagles won three straight playoff games, and I think they are West County champions. So They are the West County champions.
1: Your Your team that you've been coaching... Yep. To, to reiterate, you've been helping coach this team for how long now?
2: Since the beginning of the season.
1: So since the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. they didn't win Ball. a single game. Right. You have been sick for the last week and unavailable. Yes. They have gone on without you. Yes. And all they've done is win. Yes. So you're a loser.
2: I I think I'm a winner. What I think is I instilled character. And here's what I think. 12,
1: 12 losses to do that, but
2: yeah, because finally got there. That's why I always say, I always say I'm a fan of losing. We need to stop protecting kids from losing. We need to let kids lose, let kids fail. It builds resilience. We are short on resilience these days. It builds resilience. It builds character. It lets them know that when you lose a game, it's not the end of the world. And now look at them. Yesterday, on the 44th anniversary of the Miracle on Ice, the 0-12 Incarnate Word Eagles are the West County champions. Without you. Yeah, without me. Uh
1: Uh-huh. So you were a drag on them.
2: No, you know what? You're missing the point.
1: No, I'm not. This is hey, very, the, no. Amy, this is very simple math. With you, O no. for 12. Without you, 3 and 0.
2: What I'm telling people is, with a little bit of hope and some paperwork, your dreams can come true. Huh.
1: Congratulations to the Incarnate Word basketball team. the The boys team that Amy was really holding back this entire time. (laughs) Hey, let's do it again Monday. What do you think?
2: I think that sounds great. We'll do
1: it again Monday. Back with you. Everything is on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it and listen, baby. KMOX.com as well. We're going to have a great weekend. You have a great weekend. Enjoy soccer. Enjoy Cardinals baseball tomorrow. All of that coming up. And then Amy and I will be back Monday morning at 10 o'clock here on KMOX Glover's next